Okay, welcome to another episode of Sales is Not a Dirty Word. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. If you're a first-time listener, hopefully you'll become a long-time listener. As always, I'm your show host, Alicia Barr, your revolutionary sales coach for solopreneurs and creator of this inspiring podcast. You can check me out at aliciabar.com. This podcast is all about alternative sales strategies, whether that's workshopping with people like you or meeting with other experts to bring you real help you can implement now. This episode is about using firework experiences to shorten your sales cycle with Kat Stancic. Kat Stancic is a marketing strategist who supports expert professional service providers to create firework experiences that attract ideal clients into one place that spark conversations that lead to more sales. Choose from dozens of firework experiences to create your own leveraged, unique, and repeatable process to keep your pipeline full and hit your revenue targets predictably without requiring all your time. And I love Kat. I'm so excited she's here. She's one of those people that everyone meets and is like, oh my gosh, love Kat, like everyone. So I'm really excited for you to meet her via my podcast. Thank you for coming, Kat. Thank you so much. I'm like, oh, wow. I've come so far from grade school. <laughs> grade school is like so not determining of the future, like at all. Yeah. It's like if someone had said that to me in grade school, like. <laughs> if they had oh. gotten to know you, they would have loved you too. You know, they just... and it's interesting. I mean, isn't that the whole why we're here now, right? Because we didn't fit, because we didn't conform. We were just talking about this in terms of like, expectations and being able to connect to that purpose and passion and impact. Right. Um, so yeah, like it's, it's been a journey. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and not fitting in corporate, I've talked about this before, like most entrepreneurs were considered difficult employees and Mm. they were difficult because they gave a shit about improving things. And everyone was like, why do you have to do stuff? Like, just, just let it, suck and we'll all get a paycheck and go home. Like you're so annoying. Yeah. 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 Very familiar with that experience. And I mean, it's, it's the reason why I had to branch out. I couldn't see the impact. The, the path I could see in front of me was one that, um, you know, wasn't a life that I wanted to live. And I've, I've had a lot of those experiences where I was on a path and I saw what was in front of me and I was like, Nope, not that. And then kind of taking that sidestep and being like, let's try this. And then every time taking that step in faith that it's going to be something better than the path that I was on. Yeah. I've always been the same way. I don't know what it is, but I'm just like unacceptable and changing it right now. Like pretty quickly. Um, some people would say impulsive, uh, <laughs> yes. but I just, don't want to waste any time. In no, that I mean, and that's, that I that's the problem yeah. with the online space is it's kind of this duality where we see like a lot of marketers being like, Hey, you can make a million dollars in 24 hours. Right. And then people being like, yeah, that's what I want to do. And there's also kind of a process to, to getting to a place where money does come in with ease, but not just because you want it. There's a lot of action that supports that intention. And that's a big place where I see people kind of not being in alignment is they want it. I don't doubt that they want it, but I don't see them doing the things that help create that want and help it turn into actual receivable revenue that you can count in the bank account. <laughs> Yeah. You can't just like say you're a life coach and then make money. Um, (laughs) (laughs) okay. So Kat, I really am looking forward to talking about 
firework experiences. So I know that we discussed that they're like a point in the funnel when somebody experiences a little piece of what you do and is like, oh shit, this is awesome. And I want more of it. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people try to do that and don't succeed. So there is something different about a firework experience. What ingredients make something a firework experience? Um, You are the firework. So whoever's listening to it right now is you're the firework. You are the experience. And when you show up in that firework modality, you light that spark in the person who is in your community, who in turn becomes a firework, who then lights their community. And it's how we create that bouquet effect of change, right? Because that's what we're here. It is absolutely about the income and it's absolutely about the impact. Right. So both of those are a beautiful symbiotic relationship that we want to have more of. And what I see a lot of times is people are going through the motions, right? Like, and I'm not doubting that they're taking action. I call it, it's the difference between busyness and business. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So like they're doing stuff like legit, they weren't sitting on the couch, you know, uh, eating bombs bonds, right. Pretending that they were going to manifest something today. They were taking action. They were getting direction from someone and maybe that direction wasn't great. And what I don't see people doing is actually thinking about your person's, your community's experience of you. Um, I always love to use this example, which is we've all opted into that, like really cool, awesome lead magnet of some kind, right? Even if it was an ad, you're like, oh my God, I want this. The copy was awesome. And you got it in your inbox and you were like, this is the worst garbage I've ever (laughs) read. So here's that thing. That's an experience. So how did you think about that person before you opted in? You were excited. Like, and if this worked, like you might even buy from this person. And when you got it, they lost the sale because they didn't take the extra effort to consider your receiving an experience of their information. They were checking a box. They put out a lead magnet. They got people to opt in and they stopped. And so when we look at what is people's experience of us, it's not just in your content. It's when you're speaking, when you're podcasting, um, when you're doing a workshop, like all of these are experiences, but people tend to treat them like sparklers and sparklers do light up, but they fizzle out fast. And what we want is a firework. We want everybody to stop in their tracks, look up into the sky and go, wow. And when we can get that reaction from our community, we can keep the conversation going. And so that's what I focus on is how do we look at the experience, not just in a temporary set time, but what is the experience before? Absolutely during and after. I mean, as a sales expert, you know that sales happen mostly in the follow-up, but if we don't have anybody to follow up with, (laughs) then you can't make sales. So really looking at, we want to have that positive experience because if you follow up with them and you're like, Hey, how was that lead magnet? And you're like, it was garbage you don't have an opportunity. So, Oh man, that was the best thing I ever got. Well, they want to keep the conversation going. Okay. So it sounds like part of the firework experience is the follow-up strategy, which is a part that a lot of people do not have. But I think the biggest thing for that I'm getting from you though, when we've talked about this before is the actual experience itself. Like you're able to, what did you have? 12 different kinds? I have 15, I actually just added a 16th. I haven't named it yet. And I'm building out the process flow right now um, for how to make it work. So that's the key, right? So here's the secret, dirty little secret. 
everyone for the most part has heard of every single one of these. And a lot of people have done multiple of these already. What's happening is the problem is not that they haven't done it or heard about it. The problem is they're doing it wrong because they're just going through the motions. They've got a lead magnet. That's a firework experience, right? They've checked the box, but they're not thinking about, you know, let's use, for example, a like master class, right? We're all very familiar with those. I'll even use the word webinar, right? Everybody audible eye roll around the universe. So the problem is, is most people are like, you know, you hear all the time, webinars are dead. They're not dead. No marketing strategy is dead. It's just that it's not necessarily in alignment either with your strengths or your ideal client's interest. So webinars still convert and it, they convert really well in certain industries, but they align to someone's strengths and they align to that person's interest. And so we want to make sure we're taking a look at that. Now there's that, that's not where it starts and stops. Sure. Now you've got a concept. Well, how are you getting people registering? How are you talking about it? Is it benefit rich? Are you talking about you'll get clarity, you'll get confidence. All that is fluffy language. People don't talk about things in a way that is, and this is my new favorite made up word, is concretized, right? So it's not a concrete concept. It doesn't actually feel tangible. So that's an example of why it's not working is because they're not thinking about that. The Yes, there's things to be optimized and it doesn't mean changing the degree of the color on your button, right? It's the languaging on there. It's the positioning. It's the messaging. Step one. Step two, like how are you getting people to register how are you promoting it? And then how are you getting them to show up? A lot of people like to do, I call it, it's like a fence post marketing. They put something up, they hide behind the fence post, and then they pop back over and they're like, anybody here? (laughs) That's not what we do. So there are things and actions you can do to nurture the relationship so that more people not only register, but show up. Great. Now, what are you doing? I see people going, I delivered a masterclass. I delivered a workshop. I delivered a, a webinar and nobody bought. Well, it's probably because how you delivered it. And let me tell you, it's not the perfect structure if you get what I'm saying. So there's ways of delivering value. And the more value you deliver and drive, the more revenue you'll make. And that's the piece. See, the bro marketers have told us that we need to deliver and get to the pitch as fast as possible. Hmm. And that's the absolute opposite thing to do. What that does, it helps create dependency on that marketer so that you keep buying because they continue to have the secret strategy that'll make things work. Yeah. So that's just like, that's the experience in and of itself. And I'll go ahead and reveal one of the biggest secrets, which is most times one of the biggest issues with any of these strategies is that people aren't asking for the sale. And you know that in terms of like people not standing in that. And so this is where I love how marketing and sales really kind of connect because they really do rely on each other to be successful. And so if you're not in this like confident place where you know you're delivering value and you know that you're building a community of the right fit audience, right? Then you have that and that parlays right into the ask. And most people aren't doing that. And then there's the follow-up. Like all these pieces create the puzzle, right? That lays out your path to success. But if we're just randomly trying to put pieces together, even from the wrong puzzle sets, we're never going to create something that's worthwhile. Yeah. And the first experience, it sounds like before you focus on any of the other stuff, the firework experience is going to be the first thing that you focus on. So can you give us an example of your firework experience, Kat? 
Yes. So I, one of my favorite ones is my podcast mixer. So I actually, um, you know, created this out of frustration of feeling like I was always going door to door knocking. It just like, like I, I understand how to do that. These are foundational things, but like, you know, it starts coming across a little bit like pitchy Pete. And so you had all these people sliding into the DMS, giving people PTCD post-traumatic connection disorder. You hit that <laughs> connection button and you know exactly what's going to happen after you accept how many of you are going to accept another, you know, request from a financial planner without knowing that you're going to get pitched within three seconds. <laughs> so knowing that information, I had to create something different. So it wasn't bad information. People are burned. Like they've been taken advantage of. So for me to counteract that, knowing that that is their default place, so people are defaulting to a reactive state, then I need to get them to neutral. I need to get them to a place where they're like, wow, Kat is not about just like trying to peddle her offers or programs. She's really building community and, and showing up to let us know what it's like to have her in our corner. And what that does is when someone can connect to the possibility of working with you, then they're ready. They're getting closer to that buying decision versus what most marketers do, which is punch you in the face with the pain. Yeah, they do. So this was like your way of reaching out is being like, yeah. do you want to attend my podcast? Right. So I had sir? that. I was, I had this value, this thing that they wanted. It's totally aligned to my strength. It made me smile thinking of it. It made me happy. I, I had joy delivering it. It was like the thing I looked forward to every single month and still look forward to every single month. And basically what happened was it, it created a triple crown effect. Now, what that is, is I have this podcast mixer and it is clearly a lead generator for me. I'm going to reach out to people who are qualified. It's for six and seven figure business owners who are service providers, who are unabashedly claiming success and doing what it needs to get there, right? They're time crunched, all these, all my qualifiers, right? Now, what happens is, is I win in that way. And most people start and stop with themselves. So yes, I need to win and do a strategy that's in alignment. Now, my ideal client wins they get to crown themselves at the second crown because they have such an amazing experience. They got so much value from it that they keep showing up. I have people showing up on vacation, rescheduling appointments, swearing that they never do work on a Friday, but they come to my mixer, right? Like openly sharing that. So that's when you know you've got something that's worthwhile. Now they've crowned themselves because they get to connect to a really quality community, which you know isn't out there very much these days. Now, this is the piece that makes it magical. They in turn then start doing lead generation for me. They start inviting people to my mixer without me necessarily even asking them and sharing it widely on the internet that then the person who is a stranger now, who I have no connection to is showing up to the mixer, seeing the value. Now, what happens is, is they're in such appreciation of one, the experience that they've had. And then they're in appreciation of the person who actually connected them. So that creates the triple crown. It starts becoming something that lives outside of me. I don't need to promote it. It's being promoted by other people because there's such value in the experience. And that's the opportunity that people have to create for themselves. So what is the experience? Like what is happening on this podcast mixer that is making everyone go wild? Yeah. Right. (laughs) It's very different. 
So a lot of people are used to business card stabbing. Um, and so basically they come to these networking mixers, right? Whatever you want, even if, whether it's in-person, virtual or whatever, they come in and all they do is have, everybody's doing their elevator pitch and everybody's like, come buy my thing. And here's my free offer and blah, blah, blah. Like it's so gross. And everybody's just waiting for their turn to pitch essentially. So, yeah. or then you have like a feature, you know, fond, uh, a featured person who's a sponsor yeah. and they get to like pitch the whole group and all that stuff. Oh, I can't stand it. Yeah. So what this is, is just purely about me having people think differently. That's how they see the value of what I do. Because if we present ourselves the same way that everybody else does, the likelihood is, is someone else already invested in solving that problem. So if I'm showing up in the same way and talking the same way, then why would they invest with me? Because I'm just going to try to solve the problem in a way they already did. So I changed they, they already did. Right. Yeah. So I changed the experience by helping them see how I'm not the same as other marketers, as other strategists, as other insert, whatever you want for yourself. Right. So essentially how I do it complete, like, and, and it's open invitation. It's a complimentary monthly thing that I do. It's on the second Friday of the month at 12 PM Eastern. What I do is I show up in an authoritative way. This is not me saying, Hey, everybody, thanks for coming. And I'm going to let you do your thing. And I'm going to hide in the background and then bye. No. Hey, this is my house. These are my rules. Thank you for coming to my house. And I'm going to walk you around and you're going to follow me and I'm going to show you what I want to show you. So I have three breakouts. It's small, it's intimate. So there's usually 50 people plus coming every single time. So I have these small breakout rooms and I, basically do these exercises that have people have breakthroughs who have insight, who identify strategies that they're not leveraging. And I hear give me an example, things. give me an example um, of the exercise. Okay. So an example of an exercise, I love this one, which was basically I, um, had people take a post-it note and I had them draw what they do. If you can see the video, oh. I'm holding a post-it note, draw what they do. Now they went to the breakout room and I said, you can't say anything. I want you to hold up what you do. I want you to hold up your picture. And everybody has to try to guess what you do. And so here's the piece of authority, which is after everybody comes back from it, I ask, Hey, how'd it go? Like, what did people see? Blah, blah. And then I'm going to come in and this is always unscripted. And I'm going to identify a theme and I'll be like, look, all of you have an idea of who you are and what you do that you have in your head and that you've drawn very clearly that you can understand, but maybe everybody else out there doesn't. So are you drawing and talking for yourself or are you drawing and talking so that your ideal client understands what you do? Cool. So that's that authoritative thing that only I can do. And so I provide that structure for my clients so that they can find their version of doing this, because this isn't about, Hey, have, you know, do cats mixer style. No, no, no. It's do the strategy but make it your own. And I know you are an absolute advocate for that in terms of there's stuff that's similar, but similar doesn't make it unique to you. And you work with people directly to modify your process and system. So it fits them like a couture ground versus stepping into some kind of like potato sack <laughs> strategy and scripts that everybody can use and works for nobody. Yeah. Okay. So what it sounds like is Think about what your audience commonly is looking for and yep. what they usually experience when they're looking for it and be different. So in Kat's example, this sounds like a masterclass and like a networking in one. 
So meet other people that could be clients, could be partners. And also we're going to talk about something that moves your business forward in some way, but not in like the annoying, like, I'm just going to like speak on a topic for 20 minutes. Because when you think about what they usually experience when they do that, that's the experience. So think about how you can not provide that experience. (laughs) Yes. Um, And that, and that's the firework experience is like giving them something beneficial that has value to them that they want, that is in a different format than they're used to so that it is memorable. And one of the biggest advantages that anyone can use is their biggest competitive advantage, which is themselves. It is all about infusing your personality and your strengths throughout it. Um, I can create a, a, a presentation, like a workshop, for example, and I can deliver it. And I can have somebody else follow that same process who's just as familiar with those strategies and deliver it. And it's going to completely flatline. And the reason is, is my audience and my community, like I said, it's my house. I have custom designed this so that I build wealth in support of my ideal clients. Now, what happens is, is most people are renting. So they're renting an apartment, they're going into other communities, they're trying to like, you know, do these like flash in the pan strategies, and it's just a rental strategy. And you never build wealth when you're renting somebody else's community. I love speaking. It's the best way, but what are you doing to bring those people who've identified themselves as your people into your house? And that's how we create that wealth that you can continue to expand on. I don't care if you start with a condo, a one bedroom or a studio, and then build up but you start somewhere and you really start building out because then you get to set the rules. That means at any given time in my community, I can put an offer in front of them. It's my house. It's my rules. And so that's the piece that a lot of people aren't, are missing is they haven't built that. They're not the hub of their community, right? They're, they're trying to drive into other people's stuff, but they really have to create that concentration where there's a community of people who see you as the authority and the expert in your space and who eventually want to buy from you, whether it's tomorrow or two years from now, that's how we fill the pipeline. Because tomorrow's sales call, it was with someone you met 24 hours ago. And tomorrow's other sales call is with someone you met six years ago. Yeah. I just had someone move forward with me. Who's like, I've been thinking about you for a year waiting, waiting to be able. So definitely like when it feels like you're not getting anywhere, you always are. You just, I know everybody, you know, says that. But consistency really is like, you're the turtle. Okay. You're not the rabbit. You're the turtle. (laughs) Um, And and so there's that big question of say, great cat. How does this shorten the sales cycle? Right. That's all great and good. And and so I'm guessing it's the follow-up. It's actually not. I mean, it is right. That's absolutely critical. But what it is, is I talked about sparkler strategies, right? Which is just these flash in the plan things. Like I've got a workshop over here and then two months later, I'm doing this other thing. And then I'm doing this other thing and nothing seems interconnected. So how we shorten the sales cycle is, is the more someone experiences you and gets that place of possibility, right? Of, oh, I see what it would be like to have this person in my corner, the faster they get to a buying decision. Now I don't make someone wrong, whether it's a yes or no, because I have built my business starting off, turning no's into yeses. So when someone makes that buying decision, they can hang out in the community. They're not wrong for that. I know that I've been in a place and time in my life where I was working with two people and working with a third person was not going to make sense. Didn't mean that I didn't want to buy from that person. So that person got put on the, the list of priorities, but it wasn't just right now. 
So we want to make sure that we understand how is someone moving through these experiences? Maybe they opted into your lead magnet. Now what? What do you, is that system and process in place to know what they should go to next? Maybe they go to your, um, you know, your masterclass. Now what? Is that that structure in place? Important about it though, is making it different than what they're used to. So like, for example, and I, I just feel like the people listening are like, yeah, but how, but how do I make it different? And of course that's like why you see Kat, she helps you with that. (laughs) But, um, an example would also be sometimes, uh, people are like, oh, I want my lead magnet to be like how to, to set up your CRM or use your CRM. And I'm like, film a loom video instead of an ebook for the love of God. Yep. Yeah. Like, please stop with the this e-books. is why it's so important. So I do this in my workshop. I do a firework workshop where I help people identify their strategy, learn how they can start filling it and then really go to, to go to town, right. I'm starting to get out there. Um, and so how I explain it is this is a, a firework experience is comprised of these three pieces. One, your strengths. What do you like doing? Are you someone who likes to teach or do you prefer to facilitate? Maybe you like doing both. Now, here's the other thing. Uh, this is very much like that times table, which is seven times nine gets you that number. So just keep that in mind when after I explain this. The second piece on the other side is your ideal client's interest, focus, how do they consume content? We all have heard of five-day challenges, right? Maybe you love doing it. I don't, but maybe you love doing it, right? You love doing lives and you like do blah, 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 all that stuff. But if you're working with Fortune 500 CEOs, that strategy is not going to work. They don't have time. So we have to align those two things. Once you know your strengths and your ideal client's focus, then you pick the strategy. And most people are picking the strategy and trying to force it into their strengths and force their ideal clients to like it. That is so so that's great in concept, right? But if you only have one firework experience, if you think of those two things as ladder, like sides, one strategy still creates a rickety ladder. Two strategy, a little bit more strength, a little bit more stability, but it can still wobble over. What you really want to do is get to three strategies, three strategies that create that stability and strength that you can climb your ladder of success, right? So the good news is, is that most people are already doing three, but they're not thinking about it. Firework experiences. Yes. Okay. So out of the 15, you're probably already doing three. The opportunity isn't in creating something brand new. It's in optimizing what you've got working. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes we got to throw in something new. If you're doing a five-day challenge and you're trying to get fortune 100 CEOs, go ahead and pull out that trash can and throw that away. Right. So there's ways of, but there's, doesn't mean that the content you created can't be relevaged to create a firework experience, like a campfire. Those actually work for that level. You want to know what those are? I'll explain it, but it's too much time to go into your into whole strategy. So things like that. So once we know what your strengths are and what your ideal client focus is, I literally have a table and you go, my strengths, my ideal client, boom, here's the strategy. Yeah. And the, but the thing is, is their likelihood is that you have multiple strengths and your likelihood is, is that they have a couple of different focus areas. And so now you've got options. And that's the most important piece is to feel like you've got options because then it's choice. And when we're in choice, we're more likely to implement. Yeah. Well, and I love how you say it's like designed to strengths because I mean, that's what my whole sales strategy is about is customizing it to what feels comfortable for you. So if you're doing something that feels uncomfortable, just don't do it. And how many people are like, it feels uncomfortable to go live. Just do it anyway. Like everybody just says, do it anyway, like feel uncomfortable, but you don't have to, there are so many ways to do something. And I love the idea of, of thinking of it 
as your strengths. And you're right. Like going in and copying cats house is like that metaphor that I was telling you before where your friend's wearing an outfit. It looks amazing. Why would you assume that it would look amazing on you? You have a different style and body. You would never assume that you would be like, that looks good on you. Wish I could rock it is maybe something you would say, but you'd also be like, I can't. So I'm going to do what looks good on me. And it's like the same thing. So I think even if they did put that outfit on how much time, energy, effort, money would go into trying to modify the outfit to fit to them. Might as well not put it on in the first place. Totally. And being uncomfortable in it and not confident in it. Just feeling like an imposter in these weird clothes. You just like shrink in them kind of like, you're like, don't look at me and like hide, you know? Right. And just like the clothes, there's certain things that are standard, right? So in building your house, there's a kitchen, there's a bathroom, there's a bedroom, right? There's a living room. So there are certain aspects that are going to be common throughout all of these strategies, but I like to think of it as like, then you get to put your own design elements. Do you want quartz table countertops or do you want marble? One requires more effort. I'm all about the quartz because forget like cleaning that thing every day, right? Do you want like <laughs> tiled entryway or do you want laminate or do you want wood flooring? Like all of this is where the individual aesthetic and unique personality starts to create that luxurious and refined and individual feeling. So yes, there's commonalities, but it is also about making it your own so that it feels right. And then you can't compare it to anybody else's because only Kat talks about firework experiences. Nobody else out there can say that that's their thing. It's mine. I completely own it. Right. But I had to find what that thing was for me. And that's one of the biggest opportunities is that's part of messaging. That's part of branding. That's part of positioning is where are you claiming authority? And are you willing to crown yourself before someone else does? Yeah. I mean, I think that's very helpful for people to use it as a guide, their guidepost being, you know, what feels good to me Mm. as your ultimate guidepost. Cause so often people just ignore their intuition. And I guess it's not really our fault because our whole lives, people are like, Nope, you're reading into it. Nope, you're making assumptions. Nope, you're, that's not right. No, like, and you stop listening to your gut eventually. Yep. Um, so to reconnect to that and really let your creativity shine with the understanding that it might not be a banger the first time. I mean, yep. Kat, how many iterations did of your firework experience did it take till you landed on this one? Yeah, I, I, I mean, the the reason I know of 15 is because I've, done 15 different marketing experiences. Like these are not like, I haven't, yeah, actually, no, I've done every single one of these strategies and I've invested in a majority of them trying to figure out what was the right mix for me. And I finally found it. And it's what I want to help people get to faster is what's their right strategy. It's why I'm not a one strategy approach person. I'm not, Hey, all you have to do is a workshop. All you have to do is an in-person retreat. There's 15, almost 16 different things to choose from because you're unique and so is your community. What works for me isn't necessarily going to work for you based off of those two factors that I described before. So it's really looking at, you know, what have you got working? How do we make it better? And can we add something to make it even spicier and more like flame worthy and attractive and fireworky, if you will? Um, I know I had an example. I had a client that I just did this with, and she was putting a workshop on every single month. She was doing it consistently and nobody was coming. No one. Oh. 
but she was out there trying to promote it. Like how many of us have felt like that? And she was still doing it. I got my hands on that thing. We changed the title. We changed how we talked about the takeaways. And then I gave her a process to have people help her fill her, her, her workshop. She had 13 people sign up on the next one after I got in my hands on it. And that went from zero for multiple months to 13, 10 of the 13 showed up and seven of the 10 booked a sales call. And then she did it again the next month and she did it again the next month. So the title and the takeaways are a copy marketing thing, Mm -hmm. but what, what is, what are you talking about when you got people to fill it for her? Like, what was that strategy? So there's a couple of different processes that people can leverage. And a lot of people think of like referrals, right? A lot of people are waiting for them to come in, right? They're just like, I I love when I get referrals and that's about as far as like control that you have on it. There is a system and a process you can leverage to have referrals come to you more consistently. And I wouldn't, I can't say predictably, but more consistently. So having those introductions made, but everything has everything to do with your willingness to put in intention and action behind managing those relationships. Now there's other people who have been around. Most of us are already connected and have an active network. You can actually generate hundred thousand dollars in your business without having to generate a new lead. So many people are focused on cold lead generation that they never look at activating their current network. Most of us have already contributed and built so much goodwill with people and we just haven't asked them. And part of the ask is, have we given something that was valuable enough that was worth their time? Now I will do a really quick example of a story so that people really understand what this means. And this is the linchpin to the firework experience. Now, from my corporate experiences, I remember, and a lot of people listening probably can relate to this, is someone knocking on my door on my office and being like, I need this report. I need you in this meeting. Where is this? Like all day long. Gimme, 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 gimme. Interrupting me. I wanted to throw things at people. Now, what if that colleague instead came to me and said, hey, I've got two tickets to the pink concert. We already recognize the resemblance. Um, what happens? That meeting at the end of the day that I couldn't reschedule I'm sorry, I have a priority. I need to reschedule this meeting. That babysitter I couldn't get all of a sudden gets booked, right? That let's say my car is in the shop. I'll take an Uber to the concert, right? It's such a good experience that what happens afterwards, I buy some merch. I tell other people about it. I tell, hey, you need to come to this thing. So what are we doing as entrepreneurs that's a pink concert worthy experience? I love it. So- That's a good stopping point for us. And we've reached the end of yet another episode of sales is not a dirty word. And this episode was about using firework experiences to shorten your sales cycle. So thanks again so much to Kat for making an appearance as our guest today. And can you tell everyone how they can find out more about you and how they could work with you? Yes. Well, I'm, I walk my talk. So if you want to find out more, you want to have an experience, join us for my podcast mixer. It's a complimentary mixer every second Friday of the month at 12 PM Eastern. Um, and you can find that at leadbossmixer.com. takes 10 seconds to register. And I'll tell you that once you register, there's a secret, not so secret now bonus training on how to turn your podcasting efforts into leads. So whether you're a host or you're a guest expert, both of those strategies have little nuances that you can implement to optimize your lead generation and your client closing capabilities. So um, again, find that at leadbossmixer.com. And that's the first place to enter into this funnel. <laughs> Get in her world.
Okay. So this has been the sales is not a dirty word podcast, where we show you how to convert up to 80% of your leads without pain, pressure, or pretending to be someone else. So thank you all for listening and we will see you next time.